Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard as we welcome you to another edition of State Lines. Week two of the preseason slate in the National Football League is upon us. We've got fun prop bets leading up to the regular season to talk about regular season win totals. We're going to talk a little college football as well. I'm Jason Gotch. My co-host, as always, is Kevin Berger. And Kevin, let's start the program by talking about the Chicago Bears. The first half was ugly in preseason game number one against the Miami Dolphins at Soldier Field. But when all was said and done, the Bears eked out a home win in their preseason opener against the Dolphins. And the biggest reason why, and Bears fans got to be excited about this, the 2013 win, you probably look at Justin Fields and say the rookie quarterback's the biggest reason the Bears got that win. Well, Jason, yeah, it's glad glad to be back after the opening week of preseason action. And yeah, I mean, the, you said it correctly. First half looked like the first week, looks like the first preseason game. It was sloppy, bad. Everybody was lining up incorrectly, false starts, penalties, all that sort of nonsense. And you're right, Justin Fields, he did look good. Um, there was a couple other uh, there was a couple other guys on the roster that I thought um, made a big time impression. Um, especially a couple of those guys in the twos along the defensive line. But yeah, I mean, hey. It was ugly, but hey, I'd rather win ugly than not win at all. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about that, Kev. When you look at the Bears, they trailed 13-3 at halftime, but then they outscored the Dolphins 14-0 in the third quarter and got a field goal in the fourth quarter to win the game 20-13. But how about these numbers for Justin Fields? 14 of 20 through the air, 142 yards and a touchdown. And then also on the ground, Fields getting it done. Five carries, 33 yards, one touchdown. You know what? If any of us know exactly what Justin Fields is going to do, we, we make that prediction. We're probably fooling ourselves because only time will tell on that. But there's one thing I do know about Justin Fields, the person. I look at the way he plays the game, and I say he's a gamer, and I mean that in a good way. This is a guy who wants to play football. He wants to win. He has passion for the sport. And that's a good thing on the most important position on the field because other players look to that for a leadership spot, and Fields certainly commands the huddle, and he looks like a leader to me. Yeah, Jason, I would say um, 100%. I mean, the guy, look how good he was in college. He came from a winning program and a winning pedigree at Ohio State University. We saw how he played in the regular season. He was undefeated at Ohio State in two seasons in the regular season and Big Ten championships, back-to-back Big Ten champions, and then threw the ball up and down the field against Clemson last year in the college football playoff. So, yeah, I would say you took the words right out of my mouth, Jason. He's a gamer, he's a winner, and he's a competitor. Yeah, no doubt about that. And also, one thing I like, you know, you bring up the competition angle here, Kevin. And prior to the start of last college football season, remember the Big Ten had canceled the fall season, and Justin Fields was one of the players leading the charge to say, hey, let's try and come back and play football in a safe manner in the COVID era. He's a guy who could have packed it in and said, you know, I'm just going to get ready for the NFL draft. But this is, again, a guy who wants to play, and I think that's a good thing for Bears fans. Now, we got a fun prop bet coming up a little bit later on in this segment regarding Justin Fields. But let's look ahead here, Kevin, to preseason game number two. 
The Bears again at Soldier Field on this Saturday afternoon this weekend. Usually they play these games at night in the past, but not this year. Preseason game two of three will be an afternoon contest against the Buffalo Bills by the lakefront on Lake Michigan. The Bears are a four-point favorite here. Uh, on the money line, they're minus 200. The Bills come back plus 170 on the money line and getting those four points. The total's 38 and a half. Obviously, for the Bills, uh, this one could be interesting, not only for the Bills, but for Bears fans as well. Josh Allen probably not going to play all that much. And Mitchell Trubisky, the former Bears quarterback, is now the backup in Buffalo. So it'll be a familiar face on that field, likely getting some snaps this week for the Bills against the Bears. How do you see this one playing out from the gambler's perspective? Well, um, Jason, I, I would agree. Um, the odds, I mean, that the odds are pretty good either way. Um, I would go ahead and throw my money on the Bears, if for no other reason, Jason, just because they're playing at home at Soldier Field at this point. Um, honestly, that's really the only reason I could really see you taking them at minus four. Um, the money line itself is not all that great for the Bears. A uh, minus two hundred. That's all. That's not all that great. So if you're going to bet this game at all, I would uh, take the Bears minus four. But also, Jason, another guy to keep an eye on in terms of the quarterback position in Buffalo Bills is Jake Fromm, who was another you know highly talented and pretty good quarterback coming out of college, had a great career in college. So I mean, that's another person to keep an eye on because he actually ended up throwing more passes. And, and played more than Mitch Trubisky in, their, in the Bills' first preseason game. Yeah, that's a real good point, Kev, as we continue here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. And as I said last week on the show, I do look at quarterback rotation and motivation for a team when I'm betting preseason football. And I don't think the Bills are very motivated to win this game. When you think about it, they're looking to be one of the better teams in the AFC like they were last year. I think they're they're hoping to be the best team in the AFC and make a run at a Super Bowl. Josh Allen probably won't see much time, as I said. But Kevin brings up the point that Jake Fromm played a lot in their preseason opener. Trubisky wasn't on the field all that much. They also got Davis Webb on the roster as well. For the Bears, they're probably a little more motivated here. And they want to get more, I think, out of Justin Fields to see what he can do to see if maybe he's going to be their starter sooner in the season rather than later. But I'm leaning towards Buffalo in this one because I think four points is a lot in a preseason game. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills plus the four. I'm not going to take the money line. I'm not going to look at the total in this game, although I'm tempted to take the over, but I'm not going to go there. So I'm going to jump on and say, give me the Buffalo Bills plus the four, even though I'm a little hesitant because of the motivation for Buffalo. I like their quarterback rotation a little bit more than I like the Bears rotation right now because we'll see how much actually Fields plays in this one. I think it'll be a decent amount. Will Andy Dalton play a lot? Time will tell on that, but give me the Buffalo Bills plus the four. Now, Kev, we like to talk about prop bets before the season. We got win totals coming up next segment. Uh, season win totals. We're going to talk about some prop bets as the program goes on here on State Lines. But I want to throw one out here for you because it's back on the board. It was actually off the last couple of weeks. But because Justin Fields played so well against the Miami Dolphins, Andy Dalton, as expected, did not play much. But there is a prop again for Justin Fields to take the Bears' first regular season snap when they play at the Rams on a Sunday night in early September, uh, kicking off the regular season. Uh, the prop bet is this. Fields to take the Bears' first regular season snap. Minus 250 on the no, plus 190 on the yes. If you read a lot of the insiders out there right now, uh, they say Matt Nagy really wants Justin 
fields to be on the field as quickly as possible. But the gamblers are saying, yeah, probably not that quick. Kev, what do you think? Could Fields be the starter week one? Would you throw some money on this one, or would you keep it in your pocket? Um. Well, Jason, I think they're bo- I think they're both sides are right, and I think they're also both wrong at the same time. I understand how incredibly stupid that sounds, but the fact of the matter is, is I do firmly believe that. Matt Nagy wants Justin Fields to be the starting, to be his quarterback. I firmly believe that he wants him to be his quarterback. However, I also think that he wants to try to keep him out of harm's way as much as possible. And especially, we do have to pump the brakes a little bit, Jason. While he did look great, he was going up against twos and threes for the vast majority of that first opening preseason game. Justin Fields is not going to be going up against twos and threes if he has to make a start during the season. Um, so that's one thing we got to bear in mind. Also, two from on the side of Matt Nagy, keeping him out longer than maybe is necessary. Um, we just got the news today that Matt Nagy um, announced that Tevin Jenkins um, is going to have to have surgery on his back. Is going to have to have back surgery. So that's a that's a starting caliber offensive lineman that you now do not have for the foreseeable future. And with Tevin Jenkins out, the Bears signing Jason Peters, veteran of 17 NFL seasons with the Bills and the Eagles. They better hope he has something left in the tank at 39 years old because the Bears' line right now, especially at that left tackle position, looks to be in a world of hurt. I'm going to stay away from this one. I do not think Fields starts week number one. However, I do not want to risk $250 to win an additional 100 So I don't think Fields starts, but I don't want to bet the no. The odds aren't in my favor. So I, Jason Gotch, will take a pass on that one. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. When we come back, some season win totals in the NFL. We'll talk about some fun props as well. All that right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We roll along here on State Lines. Great to have you aboard as we're leading you into week number two of the preseason in the National Football League, getting you ready with the season win totals and the props for the regular campaign, which will be here before we know it in early September. 
He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Kev, let's go to some more season win totals. We talked about these for some of the teams last week, including the Bears. We're going to roll through probably all of them before for all 32 NFL teams before the regular season gets underway. But again, these are bets I love to look at because when you bet a, a one game, a fumble, a bad interception, a bad referee call can bite you and you lose the money over the course of a 17-game season. Things tend to even out. So if you want to lock your money in, I know it's hard to do for some people for four, four and a half months. You get, a, I think, a, a truer return on the way you analyze a team rather than just betting one game. Without further ado, let me throw this out to you, Kevin Berger. The Dallas Cowboys under Mike McCarthy with Dak Prescott as the head coach. Nine victories for the Cowboys, over or under that total? Under. Um, Jason, I, I will say under, and it's not me just hating on the Cowboys because that's what I do. Um, well, the first two weeks right there, Jason, I mean, they have to play, they have to, two road games back-to-back -back are at the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks, and then at the Chargers. The Chargers are up and coming. I think they're one of the better young teams in the league, led by Justin Herbert, so I think that's going to be a loss. Um, the Bucks, Tom Brady, and those guys, that's a loss. I do recognize that they do play in probably the worst division in the entire NFL and the NFC East. But all those games are always close, no matter who it is they're playing. Um, I don't see them being the Patriots or the Vikings. Uh, the Chiefs, they're going to they're gonna get demolished by. I don't see them beating the Falcons or the Saints either. So, um, I mean, I guess it's possible, Jason, but they're really going to have to win some games that they, that they probably shouldn't win. So I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going over here only because that division is absolutely terrible. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's a very good head coach. I think he lost that locker room last season when players were saying behind his back that they the team wasn't prepared to play. But when I look at that division with the Giants, the Washington football team, the Eagles, it's bad. So I'm going to say the Cowboys get to at least 9-8 and eight to get your money back. And I'll take a chance and bet the over on that one that they get to 10-7. and seven. Here's a bad team. The Detroit Lions, new coach Dan Campbell, quarterback Jared Goff after the trade of Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams. The Lions don't have the lowest win total in the NFL. That belongs to the Texans, who we talked about last week. But four and a half in a 17-game regular season here, Kev. Can the Motor City Kitties roar to five wins? you going to go with the over, or are you going to go under on this? Oh. Um, Jason, the thing that's rough about this is I could see both of these happening, to be honest. I could see the over happening. I could see them there. But you know what? I'm going to bet the over on this one. Just because I don't see them only getting two or three wins. Because, I mean, I know they're bad, but they're not the Houston Texans level of bad. So, I will I will take the over. I am going to join you, Kev, here. And boy, oh boy, when you're trusting your money on the Detroit Lions, that's probably a, a sign that you, you're not in the right frame of mind, either one of us. But I, I'm with you. I look at the schedule and I say... Do I think the Lions can get to 5-12? and 12? Yeah, that's a miserable season. But there are winnable games on here. They play the Eagles. They've had success in the past against the Bears at home. Uh, they, they, you, you know, you go through this schedule for Detroit. I don't know how good the Vikings are going to be this year. But there, there's other, the Falcons aren't great, I don't think. So there's winnable games here for the Lions. I, I think they're going to get to 5-12. and 12. I'm going over on the Lions. The Browns. Great season last year under first-year coach Kevin Stefanski. 
You look at Baker Mayfield in a breakout year. Nick Chubb was very good on the ground. The defense stepped up. The Browns, 10 and a half victories. Can't believe that. People think the Cleveland Browns are going to win double digits this year. What do you think, Kevin Berger? I want to take the under, Jason, because it's the Browns, and every year they take a step forward. It's like they take five steps back. Um, but you know what? I am going to err on the side of positivity today. I'm going to go with the over. And you know what? I would put, I don't know, like 50 bucks down on that. I'll, t- I'll put like 50 bucks down on the over. Not Nothing too crazy, but yeah, I'll put a little bit of money on the over. Kevin trusting the Cleveland Browns with his money. I'm going under here. I think the Browns overachieved a little bit last season. I think they might come back down to earth. I don't think they're going to be terrible, but I could see 10-7, and 9-8 for Cleveland. That division with the Ravens. Uh, the Bengals probably won't be any good, but they might be a little better if Burrow's healthy and the Ravens are always a tough opponent. So I'm going to go under on the Browns. The Patriots, nine and a half victories, Kevin. What do you think? Patriots going to get to double digits this year or another down season for Bill Belichick's crew? Um, I will go ahead and I will definitely firmly take the over on this one, Jason. Um, I don't think a Bill Belichick coach team is going to have that bad of a season two years in a row. Um, obviously, I know we're still um, suspect as to who the quarterback's going to be, if it is going to be Mac Jones or if they are going to try to stick with Cam Newton. But um, I think they're going to be a lot healthier this year, and the coaching staff's going to be a lot better prepared. So um, I will go ahead and take the over. I'm going to go over as well. I think Mac Jones will be the quarterback sooner rather than later. I think Cam Newton does not have much left in the tank, even if he is, is their week one starter. But you you look at what Tom Brady did with the Patriots for all those years. Obviously, Mac Jones almost certainly will never be Tom Brady. But I think he fits what the Patriots want to do system-wise pretty well. He's got a pretty good arm, good decision maker. He's a guy who will learn that offense sooner rather than later from Belichick. I think he's a good fit for the Patriots long term. And I think he can get them to 10-7 and in a division that I think will be tougher than a lot of people think with the Bills and maybe the Dolphins a little better than most think as well. The Jets probably won't be so good. But give me the Patriots to get to 10-7. and The Minnesota Vikings, nine victories is their total number here in 2021, Kevin. What do you think on the Vikings? Um, oh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I am going to go on the under Jason and here, and here's exactly why, um, two, four of their games, they have to play against the bears and the Packers. So, I mean, that's to me, that's four games that they're not going to win. Um, they also have to play up against teams like the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, um, the Ravens, the Chargers, and like the 49ers and the Rams this year. So, Jason, I mean, do they have the talent to win nine games? Yes, but I just don't see them being able to compete with the type of schedule that they have. I mean, yeah, their division's not exactly the strongest, but, I mean, they're out of division, especially out of conference action. is uh, That's going up against some of the bigger names in the league, so I'm going to say uh, I'm going to take the under. All right, under is where Kevin goes with the Vikings. I'm going to go over here. As long as Dalvin Cook's healthy, Kirk Cousins is not the best quarterback in the NFL. I've ripped him over the years for being overrated, but he's not bad. He's probably slightly above average. So I guess I disagree a little bit with Kev on the Vikings and Bears. I think the Vikings could eke out at least one win against the Bears, maybe two. They probably beat the Lions a couple of times as well. So I think the Vikings can get to, they'd have to get to 10 to win this bet, but nine gets your money back. So I'll take a shot here and say Minnesota goes over that nine. Okay, final one for this program as far as NFL season win totals go. The Raiders, seven victories in 2021. What do you think here, Kev, on the Raiders? Um, ooh, the 
silver and black. Um, I want to say the over because I, I just love the silver and black, even just as a color scheme by itself. So, you know what, Jason Ecker, looking at the schedule a little bit, it's not it's not terrible. I mean, they are going to have to beat some tougher teams. But you know what, I will go ahead and I will take the over in, uh, in this one. Yeah, the Raiders need, just need to get seven wins out of 17 games. Um, yeah, I can see them going seven and ten to get my money back. No problem. Okay, Kevin on the Raiders. I'm going under. I think they're the worst team in that division. I think that the Chargers are better. Certainly the Chiefs are better. And I actually think the Broncos are going to be better this year as well. So with the Raiders in the tough division, they they are playing in the AFC West. Plus, John Gruden just has not gotten it done there in his return to, uh, I almost said Oakland, but of course it's Las Vegas now. Regardless of where they played under Gruden in his second tour of duty with the Raiders, they haven't done well. So I'm going to go under the seven wins for the Raiders. When we come back here on State Lines, along with Kevin Berger, my name is Jason Gotch. We've got a fun college football win total bet for you. You're going to want to hear that because that's a local team that I'm sure many of our listeners have a lot of interest in. Plus, bet it or drink it with a lot of props. And Kevin's going to crow about one of his bets from last week that I think he took a pass on. We'll talk about that coming up right after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. State Lines continues along with Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. And Kev, we talk a lot of NFL betting on this program, as you would expect with the NFL preseason here and the regular season right around the corner. But I know there are a lot of bettors listening to this program that have a big interest in college football. And in the state of Illinois, there are only three teams that play FBS college football. That's the big division. Of course, you've got Northern Illinois up in DeKalb. You've got the Northwestern Wildcats, who over the last uh, generation have been the best college football team in the state as far as the big schools go. And then you've got the Illini, who under first-year coach Brett Bielema are looking to try and turn things around. It's been a rough go in Champaign for the better part of a generation or two with a few bright spots mixed in, but not many of those, and they're hoping an Illinois native and Brett Bielma can can rejuvenate this program in Champaign. So let's start off this segment before we get to the NFL betted or drinking prop bets with the Illini season win total for 2021. 
That season win total is three and a half. Kev, do you have an opinion here on the fighting Illini? Can they get to four wins and go over, or are they going to go under with that season win total of three and a half? Um, I mean, that's, that's the couple, I guess, couple hundred dollar question in this case, not the million dollar question, that's for sure. But, um, Jason, I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, they have to win at least two or three of their games. I mean, they have to play UTSA and Charlotte. That should be two wins right there. Um, their third win, I think, should be against Rutgers. Now, then they have to play against literally the entire rest of the Big Ten, plus they're playing against Virginia for some reason, which looks a little weird to me. But anyway, um, I think that they should be able to get a fourth win somewhere along the line. Honestly, Jason, I think their two best chances would either be opening weekend, which I didn't even realize is in less than two weeks, um, against Nebraska at home, or when they have to um, play against Rutgers towards the end of the season, which is also at home. So I will say yes, I will take the over, and I will say that Illinois will be able to eke out four wins. I am with you, Kevin Berger. Look, Illinois, they've got some experience at quarterback. Brandon Peters, if he can stay healthy, has been there a few years. He's a fifth-year senior. They also got a transfer, Archer Sikowski, out of Rutgers, ironically. And then Matt Robinson, who I, he's in the battle for the starting job, but I don't think he's going to get it. I think it'll probably be Peters. Although, Brett Bielma does not like to rotate quarterbacks, though with this crew, he might end up doing that when all is said and done. But Illinois has got four starters back on the offensive line. Jake Hansen at linebacker is a very good player. He decided to come back rather than transfer. So there's, there's some talent here on both sides of the ball. Illinois is not great, but all you're asking them to do is go 4-8, and eight, which is, look, a bad season, but it wins your money. Kev said it well with UTSA and Charlotte as being home games. There's two wins, I would I would hope. And, and then out of the rest of this, you got Rutgers at home. They never beat Northwestern that last game of the year, so they probably won't win that. They'll have a tough go at Iowa. But they do go to Minnesota. That's, that's a game they could possibly win. Uh, going to Purdue in late September, you could win. They could win that game at Virginia. Uh, look, Nebraska's got all kinds of issues. Scott Frost has not worked out the way that Nebraska expected when they hired him. So it would stun me if they won the season opener. So, yeah. And they got Maryland at home, too, in mid-September. So, yeah, I think Illinois is going to win four games here, at least. So I'm going to go with Kevin and say bet the over on the Illini to get more than three and a half wins here. And Brett Bielema is a good college football coach. Look, I, I know it didn't work out at Arkansas, but he did a real good job at Wisconsin. He's not a two or three win football coach this season. He's going to win you four or five games, I think, in a bad year. Probably eight, nine, maybe even ten in a good year. So I, I think that program's in pretty good hands. That was a good hire by Josh Whitman there to get Bielema back in the college scene. Now let's go to some prop bets here because this is our fun segment. We like to mix it in on the program. It's called Bet It or Drink It. Kevin and I decide in our little uh, wallet what we want to do with our money. Do we want to bet some prop bets or do we want to keep the money in our pocket, build the beer fund up for when we're watching the games with our buddies at the bar during the regular season? And I know last week, Kev, you kept the money in your pocket, I believe, on Tim Tebow. And unfortunately, one of my favorite players from the college years, and I love that year in Denver, uh, he was let go by the Jaguars. Valiant effort to try out for tight end, but it just wasn't going to happen at this level. So you win that bet. Congratulations to you by just keeping your money. Yeah, I mean, Jason, and again, I want to precipice this by saying this, everybody. 
that's listening. I have no personal gripes with Tim Tebow. I loved watching him at Florida. I mean, who in the country did not enjoy watching Tim Tebow quarterback Florida under Urban Meyer? It was awesome. Um, that run that he had with Denver was awesome. But the fact of the matter is, Jason, like I said, he had not been in the NFL for almost six years, and he's been and he was trying out to play a position that he has never played in his entire life at an NFL level. It it just was not going to happen. And best of luck to him, whatever it is that he decides to do. I'm assuming we'll probably be seeing him back in the booth, especially, you know, on like college game day. I know, I think he does some work for the SEC network. He's fantastic as an analyst. So best of luck to him in all his future endeavors. Yeah. Good, good for Tim Tebow too, for trying. I know you get a lot of blue check marks out there that are going to rip the idea that he tried. Well, at least Tim Tebow is not afraid to try and fail. And when, when all said and done, when we're, we're at that position in our life where, you know, we look back on our life, a lot of people have regrets. Almost everybody does. And at least in this uh, realm of Tim Tebow's life, he's going to say, Hey, you know what? I didn't make it, but at least I tried. And Kev's certainly right. When you try and come back at 34 years old after not being in the league for over a half decade at tight end, probably not going to work out for you to a different position, but now he knows and he can move on, hopefully, uh, to bigger and better things in his life. We'll see him on TV, and good for Tim Tebow. Best of luck to him going forward in the future. Now let's mix in a couple of better to drink at prop bets here. This is a fun one here, Kev. Plus 650, so you get a nice return on this one. Khalil Mack over 9.5 regular season sacks. Plus Roquan Smith, over 95 and a half regular season solo tackles. Plus Eddie Jackson, over three and a half regular season interceptions. A lot of things have to go right for the Bears defense for that one to hit. But if it does, you get plus 650 on a $100 bet. What are you thinking? Bet it or drink it? I will put a $100 bet down on that one pretty uh Pretty quickly there, Jason. I mean, Roquan with 95 and a half tackles. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I mean, he already flies around all over the place and is basically uh, near the ball in almost every play anyway. Um, Eddie Jackson, I have been very vocal with my criticism on him for almost the last two years now that last year he, he underperformed. I think he's going to come back this year with the vengeance and play at that Pro Bowl caliber level that we're expecting from him. And Jason, I mean, Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack, um, especially if we have a team Hicks who's go- who's hopefully going to stay healthy this year. You have Eddie Goldman back. Bilal Nichols emerged last year as another very good um, disruptor on that defensive line and defensive front. Um, so I definitely think that nine and a half sacks should be more than reachable for Khalil Mack. So I will go ahead and I will put a hundred dollars back down to get six fifty back. All right, Kevin on the Bears defense to have a real good year. Some of their key personnel. I'm going to stay away from this one. I'm not so sure on that Eddie Jackson over three and a half regular season interceptions. He had a down year last year. Hopefully for the Bears he bounces back, but I'll keep that money in my pocket. Here's another one for you, Kev. How about this from the Packers? Plus 650 on the Packers to go 6-0 in the NFC North. So that's they'd sweep the Lions, Bears, and Vikings in division games. What do you think? Packers go 6-0 in the division or somebody beats them? Plus 650 is the return if they do hit on the 6-0 NFC North record. Um, I will say no. I will, I will keep it in my beer pond, Jason. The only reason being is because I think I don't think that the Packers are going to be able to take all six games this year. Um, certainly they could go four or five, but I think between the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears, I think at least, I think they should be able to beat the Packers at least once. 
I don't think it happens. It's unlikely, and that's why the high odds. But because it is high odds, I want to take a chance here and put 50 on this to win an additional 325. The Packers are a lot better than the Lions. I think they're better than the Bears. And the Vikings are going to be a tough one because they always seem to struggle in Minnesota. But for a 50 to win 325, I'll take a shot on the long shot to happen with the Pack going 6-0 in the division. When we come back here on State Lines, along with Kevin Berger, my name is Jason Gotch. We will continue with some bet it or drink it prop bets. Plus, we'll give our three best bets of the week. All that when we return right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. And we continue here on State Lines. Always great to have you aboard listening to our program. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. We'll get to our three best bets for week number two of the preseason NFL action here in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's continue with our bet it or drink it prop bets. Do you want to put money down on these proposition bets for the NFL regular season? Or do you want to keep that money in your pocket for your beer fund, your food fund when you go out with your buddies to the bar and you want to go ahead and watch the games, but you want to have some money to have some fun too. You got to be able to buy the refreshments and buy the money for the food. You don't want to be mooching off your friends, so you got to use that budget wisely. Here's another one for you, Kev, to get going this segment. How about this? Patrick Mahomes, this is plus 300. Bet 100, win an additional 300. Chiefs bet. Patrick Mahomes, most touchdown passes in the NFL, and the Chiefs to be the number one seed in the AFC, that is plus 300. Oh, you know what, Jason? Um, I I will take that. I don't think it's worth putting a hundred bucks down just to get three hundred. You know, I'll put like I'll throw like fifty bucks on that for sure. Yeah, most touched him throwing the most touchdowns and them being the number one seed in the AFC. I could see both of those happening relatively easily. Yeah, I could see that too. I'm gonna pass just because I think maybe one of them won't. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bills are the number one seed this time around. Uh, and there's some other guys in the running there, although I do think Mahomes will have the most touchdown passes in the league. So I'm going to pass on that one, build the beer fund up a little bit. Now, this one's fun before we get to our picks for the spread games that we like most in week number two of the preseason. Here you go, Kevin Berger, plus 1,000. Tom Brady to score a receiving touchdown at some point during the regular season. Will Tom Brady catch a touchdown pass during the regular season? 
You know what, Jason? I will go ahead and I will take that because of the odds. Um, I mean, plus a thousand. I will throw a hundred dollars down if it means I'm going to get a grand back. Um, I I know Tom Brady. If he if someone pointed this out to him, I'm sure he's absolutely smiling ear to ear. Because I mean, we have seen him do it before. It's not like he's a stranger to running out, you know, on like a slip screen or quarterback throwback or something like that. Well, I mean, he's done it a couple times throughout his career, and it seems like he has decent enough hands. I'll throw a hundred bucks down if it means I can get a thousand back. Why not? All right, I want to because of part of the reason what you said there, Kev, that that Brady's just that gamer type guy that would love to do something like that, and he's caught passes out of the backfield before. And Bruce Arians certainly is the coach. I mean, he he's that riverboat gambler type personality that would do something like that. But I just don't think they can do that and risk it with a forty-four year old quarterback when the season starts. Just don't, I mean, you run Tom Brady out of the backfield and throw a past him, and for some reason, some DB just absolutely blows him up and he's out for the year. I just don't think they can chance it. So as much as I want to bet it, I am going to take a pass on that very fun proposition bet. Now let's get to our best bets of the week for preseason week number two. Last week, yours truly, Jason Gotch, went two and one. Got a crow about that. I did lose the Jaguars minus three to the Browns. They lost that game 23 to 13. But I had the Colts minus one and a half. It was 21-18, their victory over the Panthers. So they won that one. And the Broncos over the Vikings had them minus two and a half. Crushed them 33 to six. So we'll take 66% winners every single time to be in the money. But Kev, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to let you have the floor for your first pick. Your best bet, one of three, in no particular order for preseason week number two. The floor is yours. All righty. Well, um, Jason, starting off first, I guess I will go with the earliest uh, game of the three that I decided to go with. Um, that is going to be six. Well, one of the 6 p.m. games on Saturday. That is going to be the Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins, who the Bears just played. Um, Atlanta is um, listed at plus five, minus 110. Um, the over under is going to be one ten is going is minus one ten either way um, for the Falcons and the Dolphins. But I'm looking at the money line for this one, Jason. That the Falcons on the road are plus one ninety five to win this game outright against Miami. I know Miami they struggled a little bit, especially in the second half against the Bears. So I'm sure they will be coming out with something to prove. But working under the assumption that. <clears throat> The second preseason game this year is probably going to operate more like the second and third preseason games of past years where the starters are going to be getting a lot more reps. Um, I will take the starters on Atlanta versus the starters on Miami. So I will go ahead and I will take the plus 195 on the Falcons to win outright this coming this coming Saturday. All right, Kevin Berger on the money line with the Falcons. A nice payout if that one hits. I'm going to stick with the spread for my first pick, Jason Gotch with you. And I am going to take the Jets minus two at the Packers. Obviously, if this were the regular season, the Packers are probably favored by a couple touchdowns or more. But the Packers, no Aaron Rodgers, likely no Jordan Love. You're talking about guys like Kurt Benkert on the field for the Green Bay Packers here in a preseason game against the Jets team that I would think, like Kevin said, this is that quote-unquote dress rehearsal now that used to be preseason game number three in the old days, but with only three preseason total games now with the new collective bargaining agreement, I would think the second preseason game serves as the old preseason game three. And Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, 
for the Jets would see a lot of time, and I think the Jets are just going to have better personnel on the field than the Packers in this game. They're more motivated, and the Packers don't have a quarterback, really, that you'd want to have in a game playing to that you need to win. So give me the Jets minus the two. Go ahead with preseason pick number two for the week, Kevin. All right, so um, the next one that I was looking at, Jason, is going to be um, at 7 o'clock again on Saturday. Um, it is in the Indianapolis Colts versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Indy is traveling to Minnesota. Um, they are plus three on the spread at minus 115. Um, and then the Vikings are minus three, minus 105. Over-under set at, at 39, minus 110 either way. Indianapolis is plus 140 to win. So, you know, decent odds there if it hits. Um, but I will go ahead and I will reverse flip gears. I will go on the spread on this one, Jason. I will go ahead and, and take the plus three at minus 115 for the Colts to go into uh, Minnesota. Okay, Kevin with his second pick of the program for the best bets locked in. I'm going to take the Broncos minus the five against the Seahawks up in Seattle. Again, the Broncos with that quarterback derby going, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. They also have Brett Rippon on the roster, but it's really Locke versus Bridgewater for that starting job. And when you have, I think it's going to be Locke when all is said and done. But when you have guys competing for a starting quarterback position, that team's a lot more motivated, I think, than a a Seahawks team where we know Russell Wilson is the starter there for at least not only this year, but the next several years. And Pete Carroll doesn't want to show too much in the preseason. So the Broncos are pretty big favorites. Scares me a bit that they're minus five, but I'll take a minus five against the Seahawks. All right, our final pick for Kevin Berger here for preseason week number two. His final best bet is this one. All right, Jason. So this is actually going to be a Sunday game. I am going to be picking one of the games on Sunday. Um, it's going to be the late game on Sunday at 6.30 with a battle of uh, basically south versus north of California with the L.A. Chargers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, over-under set at minus 110, 30, over-under 34 points. Um, the spread... The Chargers are plus five at minus 105. Also with the money line at plus 190, if it hits, I will go ahead and I will take both actually on this particular one, Jason. I will go with the spread plus plus five and plus 190 on the money line. I do think the Chargers, I think they just have more depth at their various positions that will be playing in this game versus um, the 49ers, where a lot of them, again, a lot of their key players are coming off of injury. We have no idea how healthy uh, George Kittle is. Um, and I, I think they're actually going to try to want to limit his snaps just so that way he doesn't get banged up during the preseason. I will go ahead and I will take the Chargers with the money line plus five and with our plus 190 and the spread at plus five. Okay, Kevin locked in with his final pick here for preseason week number two. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go on the money line and take the Titans plus 100, getting a point over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Florida. The Bucs aren't motivated for the preseason. They don't care what happens. The Titans probably don't really much either, but I think they got a little more motivation here. Always nice to beat the Super Bowl champs, even if it's preseason, where the Bucs don't want to show anything at all. This is a Saturday night game, 6.30 Central Time. I'm going to go with the Titans plus 100 to win that game outright. That'll do it for another episode of State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Glad you were able to join us, and we will talk to you next week, everybody. Enjoy the week two preseason games.
You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.